G'day guys, it's The Coach, and in this video, I'm going to be reviewing Broken Realms Techless. Uh, it's a second book from the Broken Realms series, and it's going to explore a different part of the story in the mortal realms, and as you can probably imagine, Lumineth Realm Lords will have something in this story, but I'm not going to tell you about who the protagonists are and what it's all about, but rather go through the rules and what are some of the armies that have been touched by this particular book. So there won't be any spoilers, guys. You won't have to freak out. Uh, if you are interested in the Age of Sigma narrative, or if you are collecting some of these armies, you'll get to see um, how it's going to potentially benefit you. So without further ado, let's actually go through the rules and see what is changing in Broken Realms, Tekla. So First off, it might be worth calling out here that uh, in the Broken Realms series, they don't always touch every single army. Broken Realms, Marathi talked about Cities of Sigma, Stormcast, uh, the Daughters of Cain, obviously. You know, there was a couple of different factions. And in this particular one, uh, we are going to touch five factions. Some are going to be impacted more than others. Um, however, the, the people who are going to benefit from this book is going to be your R Lumineth Realm Lords, your Cities of Sigma, Flesh Eater Courts, Ossiark Bone Reapers, and your Maggot Kin of Nurgle. Now, I will put a caveat, unlike the Marathi book, um, which was pretty generous on giving sub-allegiances and all these other things to other armies, this one has been kinder to some ar armies more than others. So you'll notice Cities of Sigma is going to gain a whole new city. So you're going to touch this, this city in the realm of Hish, um, and, you know, you're going to gain all of the Cities of Sigma benefits. So unlike uh, what they did with Harkuron and with um, Mistharven, um, you are still going to be able to tap into the benefits of um, having your um, your adjutant, your endless spells. So good news, Cities of Sigma folk, and we'll talk about the rules very soon. Your Magakin of Nurgle are going to get three War Scroll updates. So three of the, the units are going to get updated to their rules, which is awesome. Uh, and there's a new battalion. Flesh, uh, Flesh Eater Courts and Ossiark Bone Reapers. If you are one of these players, the only thing you're going to get from this book is one new battle tome per army. So um, there are no sub-allegiances. There are no War Scroll changes for, for Ossiark or for Flesh Eaters. It's merely one War Scroll. And then finally, if you are a Lumineth player, I know there's been a lot of confusion or questions in regards to, I own the current Lumineth Realm Lords book, what do I need to do next? Um, because we've just seen a whole explosion of new units. You've gotten yourself the um, the, the Wind Spirits, you're going to see yourself getting the Law Seekers, the Ballistas, you know, the range has literally doubled in size. So... Um, Games Workshop will put out a really good little um, explanation here. And by looking at the the new Lumineth book, which Games Workshop also was kindly to send me, as well as Broken Realms Techless, I've been able to see this come to life. Um, so this is 100% accurately true. If you are an existing Lumineth Realm Lords player and you already have the, uh, the original Battle Tome, you don't have to go and buy all three books. You can use Broken Realms Techless in in addition to your your old already owned Battle Tome, and with those two books combined, you'll have uh, everything you need to run your Lumineth with the new and old units. If you are a brand new Lumineth player, the only book you need is the new Battle Tome. Now, there's an argument here that you know if you are interested in the narrative and the story and the lore, 
you want to pick up yourself Broken Realms Techless. You want to hear about what's happening. So if you're a lore enthusiast, you know, you definitely want to pick this up regardless if you own the Battle Tome or not. Um, for some people who are already owning the existing Battle Tome and maybe you don't want to be carrying around multiple books, um, you might want to buy the new book, but there's no, you don't have to, but it might just be easier for you to, to carry around one book as opposed to two books. That's really up to you. But um, we'll talk about the first army to get. And by the way, Lumineff, I'll actually do a proper review show. Uh, we'll do proper talking about the lists. Um, I just don't want to get too much into the weeds because we haven't got FAQs yet. And as always, these shows are always going to ch likely change depending on how any FAQs might impact the, the armies. But the first one I'm going to speak about, the one that probably I'm most passionate about and probably the one that's gotten the most love, other than obviously Lumineth, is the Cities of Sigma. So Cities of Sigma, as you know, they already have two realms of settlement. They, they are uh, living in Akshi and they're living in Gairan. We've now got a city unlocked in the realm of Hish. Uh, the city is called the Settler's Gain. Now, I mentioned earlier that um, if you look, if you're a cities player and you looked at uh, Broken Realms Marathi, you would have noticed that Harkuron and Mistharven, the two new cities introduced, they forfeited a lot of the rules from Cities of Sigma. Now, the good news is, is as a cities player, you get to keep all of the stuff from your battle tome. So you can still use your Amplified Sorcery, so it allows you to still run your Empowered Endless Spells. You can still use your Honored Retinue, so you can still use your General's Adjutant. So getting yourself a four, um, if your General has, you know, six wounds or less, they can generate a Command Point or they can bounce off Mortal Wounds. So there's a whole bunch of cool things. You still get to keep your Cities of Sigma uh, Stronghold rules, so you can still ally in your Stormcast 1 in 4. But some of the benefits you're going to get from this is, um, so first off, being a City of Sigma, you must be in Hish. So if you're taking a Realm Artifact, it must be from Hish. Um, that, you're landlocked there. No different to what you're already experiencing in Cities of Sigma. Now, what's really cool about it is there's a couple of uh, things that I'm really interested in, actually. I'm, I'm going to, I want to run this as a tournament. I'm actually really excited about these rules. So um, some of the things you're going to get here is you've got the Lumineth Tutors. So you can choose one extra city, uh, Settlers gain Free Guild Hero or uh, Collegic Arcane to have an artifact of power. So you basically get a free artifact even without taking a battalion. So your army's already starting with two artifacts, assuming you've taken a Free Guild Hero and a free uh, or a Collegic Arcane. So you'll notice here that um, the rules for Settlers gain is really benefiting the human side of Cities of Sigma. You can still use your Elves, you can still use your Dwarden, but if you are taking Free Guild or you are taking Collegiate Arcane, it is really kind of benefiting to you, and you'll notice the keywords start popping up a bit. Um, your Collegiate Arcane Wizards, so your Battle Mages, your Hurricanes, your Luminarchs, are also going to get plus one to cast naturally, which is pretty sweet. You're going to get yourself some additional rules, things like one in every four units can be a Lumineth Realm Lords unit. So uh, it does mean that you can have one in every four to be Stormcast, one in every four to be Lumineth. So um, you could, in a sense, get your army down to two Cities of Sigma units and then one in every four Stormcast one in every four Lumineth. So if you have eight units in your in your list, it means you could have two Lumineth. You have three, three, I'd say 12 units. You could have three. You get the gist. 
And the cool thing as well is that uh, regardless if you take the Stormcast or the Lumineth, they both gain the Cities of Sigma and the Settlers gain Keyword. So that's a big benefit for synergy amongst the Force. You do get yourself a command ability, uh, and it's called Elven Training. And again, this is where I was talking about the keywords starting to become important for your free guild or your collegiate arcane. But basically, um, you use a command ability at the start of the Battleshock phase. And if you do so, pick one friendly Settlers Gain Lumineth Hero Realm Lords. Uh, settlers Gain Lumineth Realm Lords Hero. So you, you're going to have to have, if you want to take advantage, you're going to need a Lumineth Hero. Um, and you don't take Battleshock tests for friendly free guild or collegiate arcane wholly within 18 of that hero. So we're starting to see that, you know, take a, a Lumineth hero, get yourself a nice little buff radius, 18 inches, your free guild or your collegiate arcane. Although I don't know why you'd, you'd need to battle shock a, a wizard wagon or a battle mage, but it's there if you need it. You're also going to get yourself a three different command traits to choose from. Um, one of them is you can make your general fly. Uh, one of them allows you to generate a command point on a four plus if there are your generals on the battlefield. Or there's another really interesting one that allows you to add plus one to your hit and wound rolls for melee attacks. But you do subtract one from the armor rolls or your save rolls um, in melee. So... If you want to make a bit more of a combat monster and, and hit and hopefully don't get hit back, um, that is a cool trait as well. There are six spells to choose, sorry, there's six artifacts to choose from. So there's some really interesting ones. Uh, and as you can probably imagine, most are, are going towards the wizardy type thing. So um, you can attempt to cast an extra spell. You can add two, uh, so add two to the, the bearer's melee weapon. So you can do some, some combat stuff. One that I'm really interested in is um, you can attempt to unbind or dispel. So you can unbind an endless spell uh, without sacrificing one of your casts, So, which is pretty cool because you don't get the ability to double cast like you are in Hallowheart. So the way, one way of getting around it is um, you can you can basically choose that your uh, your wizard doesn't have to sacrifice a cast to get rid of an endless spell. And there are a lot of endless spells on the table at the moment. There's another one that's really interesting to me, and that's basically if you're familiar with the the fire phoenix, the the flames fire phoenix, on a four plus when that model dies, you um, you can roll a dice on a four plus, it comes back to life and. There is a rule very similar that allows you to uh, to do that. So the first time that the model is slain, roll a dice on a four plus, it comes back to the battlefield on one wound, ignoring the damage it's just taken. So uh, again, a couple of different options for the settler's gain. I really like some of the list building, and it also came with a battalion. So the battalion is based around the war magi, and what you'll notice here is that all of the and much like the 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 previous broker realms marathi all of these battalions make your hero a named character so it means that they're going to start dictating any of the command traits or the artifacts and you'll start seeing that um there's a, you start to lose a little bit of customization should you take the battalion so the war magi is coming at 140 points and it does allow you to take a battle mage, uh, and it's a named battle mage, and it must be from Hish. So your battle mage can't be chosen. Well, this particular battle mage can't be chosen from Gur or Gairan or Shimon. It has to be from Hish. So you gain uh, Fierce Protection, which is a minus one to hit 
uh, you choose choose one of your, your units and it's minus one to hit within 18. So um, you're forced to have that particular spell. But you got yourself a Battle Mage. You got yourself a Luminarch of Hish. Now you can't have a wizard on top of that. So that is just a, it's called the Beacon of Intellect. So it's a um, unheroed version of the Luminarch. And then you've also got your Celestial Hurricanum with the Battle Mage. So they'll all have to be Settlers Gain keywords. So you can't take this, you cannot take this battalion in any of the other cities. So you can't take this battalion and make it a Hallow Heart one. It must be Settlers Gain. And the big benefit you're going to get from this one is the uh, obviously on top of the extra command point and obviously the um, the extra artifact would be the beacon of intellect. So when you use that searing beam light from the luminarch, uh, it allows you to re-roll the dice because um, uh, it does a d3 a d3 mortal wound. So you can uh, it basically you draw a line. I think it's range thirty from memory, but you draw a line and anything within within the range can take uh, potentially d3 mortal wounds. So that can be quite tasty. But the reason I really like this this particular battalion is the second part, and that is the Luminarch without the battalion will give a uh, a feel no pain um, a damage prevention roll uh, of a six plus uh, within a certain radius depending on how much damage it's taken. But this will actually increase it to a five. So what that means is that your Luminarch is going to be giving a bubble of a five up feel no pain in addition to its regular armor save. And if you think about that with, let's say, your free guild guard, again, something that they're rewarding you for taking free guilds, having a, a base four up armor save with sword and shield and then a five up feel no pain and free guild guard are like 80 points or, you know, I think it's like 280 points for 40 of them. That's a real hammer. That is uh, the real anvil. Like that can soak up a lot of damage, and it's far cheaper than um, your your Phoenix Guard. So um, I know I'm looking at that as like a, a Phoenix Guard light, but having so many more bodies. So there's a lot of cool things you can do that with Eternal Guard as well. Like it's obviously not keyword dependent, but the synergies are definitely rewarding you for taking more Collegiate Arcane. When it comes to the Ossiark Bone Reapers, Ossiark Bone Reapers. Uh, only got a battalion. They didn't get any war scroll changes. They didn't get any uh, cities or any, you know, sub-allegiances. There's no legions. But what they did get is um, Horrocks Dreadlance. So um, since the changes to in, in Petrifix Elite, you are starting to see more Staliac Lords and your Mortis Praetorian. In this particular battalion, it is rewarding you and it's forcing you to go Staliac Lord. So and it's, you're getting a named um, Liege Kavalos by name of um, Horik, and you've also got yourself two uh, units of Death Riders, so your your murder ponies, essentially. Uh, that that Liege Kavalos does become a named hero, so you'll start to see the impacts here that um, what happens is you get yourself an ability, a command trait, and an artifact. Your uh, ability, each time you pick a unit from the battalion to rally back using that, on a 4+, plus, you're going to get yourself a Relentless Discipline point. So you, you'll probably find... I mean, it's only a 4+, plus, so it's not that reliable, but any additional Relentless Discipline was probably going to be welcomed, you know, if you do hit the 4+. plus. But again, 4+, plus is not consistent, so it's not guaranteed money in the bank. Uh, but what is money in the bank is that if Horik is your general, so the named Liege Kavalos, um, he will gain the Twisted Challenge Command trait from the Ossiarch Bone Reapers um, book. So it's forcing you to take a particular command trait. 
And if you do have Horik in your army, uh, it doesn't have to be the general in this particular point, but if he is in your army, uh, he must have the first artifact in your um in your army list. And what you do get then is you've got to take the, the Natterite bound artifact. Um, so it's basically naming and it's forcing you to go down a particular route. So I'm not too sure about this battalion. I know I've played a lot of murder ponies already and Staliac Lords has definitely become better in the last 12 months since the changes to Petrofix Elite. Um, your murder ponies have, what, three wounds apiece. They're quite fast. Um, they can be quite durable as well. So I am seeing some real benefit to this. And the four-plus Relentless Discipline is is nice, although I don't think I would take the Liege Cavalos, the named Liege Cavalos, as my general. I think I would try to avoid that potentially. But I'd be curious on your thoughts. I'm, I'm a bit funny on this one. I'm not quite sure. Uh, it'll be good, but I probably wouldn't. I, I would probably already be building around the your murder ponies. Um, speaking of other murder, murder not ponies, but murdering ghouls, is you've got the uh, Mortavelli's Hell Court. So uh, very similar Flesh Eater Courts did not get any additional War Scroll changes. They didn't get any additional... Um, uh, what they call Grand Courts, uh, but what they did get is a battalion. So this battalion is valued at 100 points. Uh, it's forcing you again to have a named character. It is going to be your abhorrent arch regent. You've got to take a unit of Crypt Ghouls and a unit of um, Crypt Horrors, and you've got to be Hollow Mourn. So you can't be Grizzle you can't be any of the other Grand Courts. You must be Hollow Mourn. Now, you're going to get two things here. You're going to get yourself an ability. You're going to get yourself a command trait. Your ability allows you not to take battle shock for units in the battalion wholly within 12 of the Arch Regent, which is an interesting one. Um, ghouls have a bravery of 10. Mm, so I'm not, sure, I'm not sure if I'm missing something here, but, um, yeah, it's an interesting one, the ability. Obviously, it lowers your drops and things like that, but, you know, Get, you know, ignoring battle shock. I guess it keeps the CP up your sleeve should you need it. Um, but then you've also got your Bright Emperor command trait, which once per battle, the general can use the Ravenous Crusade command ability without spending a CP. So it's really saving you a bunch of CP. You don't have to worry about CP um, to do inspiring presence with your uh, your ghouls and your arch regent, nor do you need to spend it on your ravaging Ravenous Crusaders. So for me... Maybe you're going a big block of ghouls. I'm not sure. I mean, most people at the moment are probably running either Grizzle Gore or they're running something like Flayers. Uh, I'm not quite, But look, uh, I think it's an interesting one. I'd be curious, to see, again, to see how people build around this. Um, but it is quite restrictive on having only one unit of horrors and only one unit of ghouls. We'll see how it goes. Um, one of the ones that has seen a really big change has been Nurgle. So Nurgle's seen three war scroll changes as well as have gained their own um uh battalion they got another battalion so the first war scroll to get changed is sloppity bar paper uh sloppity bar paper has had a whole bunch of changes um the disease of mirth has changed so it used to be only bravery sorry a, a radius of seven it's now become a radius of 14 so it's become much more generous but and that, and that's giving you like plus one to your bravery um, for your for your peeps, but it, you have lost the minus one bravery 
aura that it used to provide. So it used to be uh, a plus one to you, a minus one to your enemy. It's now only pluses to you, no negatives to your enemy. Um, your jolly gut pipes um, have changed as well. So they went from re-rolling charges. Uh, so you've got, you, yeah, you've got some changes. So it used to be restricted to mostly nurglings and great unclean ones. Uh, but instead, you, you'll see that the Jolly Gut Pipes, I think I, I, I really like these. You've got three options now. You can either, um, the radius has become 14 inches. You, you choose it. I think it's at the start of the hero phase. And um, so it's, sorry, the, the start of the combat phase, start of the combat phase. At the start of the combat phase, you would play one of your tunes and it would either be plus one attack characteristic for melee weapons for friendly Nurgle demon units which is going to be great because you're probably going to be running a whole bunch of um, Plague Bearers. You are either going to get yourself unmodified hit rolls, becoming um, a mortal wound in addition to any of the damage from those melee attacks, or the one that I love, and it's called uh, My Love is a Ripe, Ripe Fart. Uh, start ripping farts all over the tournament scene, please don't. Um, but that's going to, it's going to... It's an interesting mechanic, actually, because enemy units within three inches of a friendly Nurgle demon cannot finish a pile-in move closer than it started. So what you're essentially doing is you're actually, when they pile in, they've got to pile back. So what you might find is models that were, that might have started the charge and had two ranks in or had, you know, lots of attacks, you might actually force them back enough that you... Um, you reduce the amount of damage that you're taking. So um, I really like that particular one. I think all three of those Jolly Gut Pipe um, abilities um, are going to add a lot of flavor, especially it's going to get you to bring back your Plague Bearers as opposed to what we're mostly seeing right now, which is your um, pure Blight King spam. It's just like nothing but Blight Kings. Now, all of these changes have come at a cost. The the Sloppity Biopiper used to be, I think it was 90 points. He's now at 150 points. So we have seen an increase in pricing. Speaking of increases, we've also seen another change, and that's coming in from the Spoil Pox Scrivener. You have seen the Disgusting Sneeze improve from a 3 to hit to a 2 to hit. You've seen the, um, the more change from a 4 to wound to a 3 to wound. You've seen his save go from a four up down to a five up. So you've seen a couple of the the attack profiles change to be positive, but in return the armor save has gone down. The big benefit that you've seen, very similar to Sloppity Biopiper, is that you've now got this um, this this ability that you can use either one of three. You can either at the start of the combat phase uh, make this call and you pick one friendly plague bearer unit within fourteen inches. And it's going to have one of these effects, whether it's going to be plus one attack characteristic for melee weapons in combat. It's going to be either improving the Ren characteristic by one. That's very tasty. Um, or you can add plus one to the save rolls of those Plague Bearers. So again, it's really rewarding you for, for your Plague Bearers as opposed to your Blight Kings. And finally, you've got, oh, and, and as I mentioned, the price went up. He um, went up to, uh, I think it's 140. So you have seen a bit of a price increase um, as well. 
Finally, the 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 beast of Nurgle, oh, it's it's also gone up. Uh, it's gained some benefits, and it has gone from seventy points, I think it was, to one hundred and twenty. So again, we've seen some points increases for these. But what you've gained from your um, your beast of Nurgle is it's gone from seven wounds to eight wounds. So it's gained an additional wound on its profile, which is awesome. The melee profile of the the beast of nurgle has completely changed i thought it might have just been like one or two tweaks but it's been completely revised i think it's more consistent i think when i looked at the old war scroll versus the new war scroll there was a lot more randomness and a lot more unpredictability in the old beast the new beast has a lot more consistency uh, on the war scroll which i really liked um you've gained the ability to when you retreat you can fly um, which is which is super interesting. The acid slime trails. You've gained a whole new ability as well with the um, the pestilent battering ram. So that um, I, I didn't see that on the old war scroll. Um, and uh, you got the, oh, sorry, you got the attention seekers, which is sorry the, the retreat and fly. So um, that's that's pretty cool. I haven't really I haven't really ever seen a beast of Nurgle. So I'm hoping maybe this will incentivize people. But again, it's gone from seventy to one hundred and twenty, and I mean, great objective holder. It'd be, it, you could find some real value in this. But when I look at what you're going to get, which is the the battalion, the um, what you're going to get for 120 points is you get yourself two named characters. You've got a named Sloppity Bar Piper. You've got yourself a named um, uh, Spoil Pox Scrivener. You've got yourself two units of Plague Bearers. And um, again, I just mentioned they've got to be named characters. So um, what it does is the first time the Plague Bearers, this, this one is an interesting one, um, and that is that you're, the first time that a, that a Plague Bearer unit from the battalion is destroyed, you're going to get a free unit of 10 Plague Bearers added to your army. So you set them up wholly within your territory, um, wholly within six inches of a table edge, so they're essentially coming um, as reinforcements. And more than nine inches away from enemies. So um, this is obviously in addition to all of the other summoning that you might have from the Feculent Narmor and just, you know, generating those summoning points. So it's great to have another particular unit, especially if you made those uh, those Plague Bearers a really big block of 30 Plague Bearers and, you, you know, you finally attrition them down and you deleted the unit and you bring back another 10. So not bad. You are going to get yourself an extra plus one to the bravery characteristic of Nurgle demons in this battalion in addition to, uh, so while they're in, within 14 of Sloppity Bile Piper. Now, this is in addition to the disease of mirth that's coming from the uh, Sloppity Bile Piper. So it's essentially meaning that your, your Plague Bearers, for example, which are already bravery 10, if you're within radius, you're going to be like bravery 12. So it's a bit of a, like, do I need Bravery 12? Probably not. Um, it's nice to have, but um, it probably means, like, probably it's probably going to mean that if you've got like units of, of 10 Plague Bearers in, from this battalion, you probably never have to worry about Battle Shock because you're just going to have such a, a big boost. Um, or if you are taking a big block of 30 Plague Bearers, it does mean that um, when you add your plus one Bravery for every 10, it's going to mean you're close to like bravery 14, bravery 15. So you'll never have to use an inspiring presence. And, you know, they keep, it's a nice to have, but it's probably not going to game break you. When I look at maybe some of the rules between what Nurgle got, uh, I'm curious to know if this is going to be a really strong build. And I can see lots of plague bearers kind of flooding the board, 
Or do you take those three War Scroll changes and build around it with a Thricefold Battalion with your Plague Bearers? I'm not quite sure. But either way, I think it's an interesting build, especially if you don't already own three Great Unclean ones or you're kind of getting bored or too many, po too many points are tied up in the Thricefold. It does give you a different way to build your Nurgle, which, again, more options are, are great. So, you know, how do I feel about all of this? Well, when I looked at the book and, you know, again, it's it's a really cool book. Um, like, I, I really enjoy the stories from, from Age of Sigma. I think, you know, since we had Soul Wars, we've kind of been in a bit of a lull. We've had a lot of things come out, but the, the narrative hasn't really progressed. If I'm a, a Lumineth player or I'm a Cities of Sigma player or probably even a Nurgle player, um, I would definitely find value in the rules in addition to um, the stories and the art and all the great stuff that the book comes out with. Um, I'm already considering about Settler's Gain for an upcoming tournament. I've already got some list tech. I'm very curious to see what FAQs might come out. If you are a Flesh Eater Quartz or an Ossiarch Bone Reapers, look, you get one battalion. You literally get one battalion each. So would I make a purchase solely on one battalion? Probably not. But again, the story is rich. There's some really cool things. I'm trying not to spoil it. I'm trying not to tell you. This artwork's already out there, guys. I'm not spoiling anything, but there's some cool things that have happened. So if you want to know about the story progression and maybe how your army has played into the story of the Techless uh, book, go check that out. Um, and if you're just a general Agent Sigma enthusiast, but, you know, one battalion is a little bit hard when, in comparison to maybe Broken Realms Marathi, which got... You know, your, your Deepkin got some, you know, new mount traits. You know, you got some um, some interesting rules for Slaves of Darkness, you know. And by the way, those Maggotkin of Nurgle rules can be also used in partnership with the Wrath of the Everchosen. So if you are going down that build and you want to go for a sub-allegiance, take the best of Teclas, go into Wrath of the Everchosen, obviously going to Maggotkin of Nurgle. I think you can build some really interesting things. But that's my take. And as of always, um, the FAQ will come out likely four weeks after the uh, it hits the shelves. So we'll do some proper list talking. We'll start looking at how we can take these rules and make the most of it and, you know, take some of these things with a grain of salt. We never know what is going to come out with an FAQ. But I hope you find this valuable. I know there's already a lot of information out there about the the Broken Realm Seclist. This is my take. It's literally just gotten to me. And, um, yeah, Settlers game. I'm, I'm excited. That's awesome. Um it's like, what do I bring? Like, do I bring the fox? Do I, do I, do I bring techless? Uh, do I bring the law, the law seekers? Do I bring some ballistas? I don't know. Let me know. Let me know what your thoughts are uh, as always. But until next time, uh, don't forget to name your heroes. I hope you found that discussion valuable. If you did, give the video the old thumbs up. And if you have a comment or an insight, leave it in the comment section below. The champions over here are my AOS Coach Patreons and YouTube members. So you guys are bloody legends. Thank you for all the support. If you want to know more about the support programs, the links are below down here in the episode description, along with the link to the Discord server, so we can continue this conversation. Until next time, don't forget to name your characters and have a good one.